the, the theme today is essentially uh, uh, the theme of the whole of the book of Galatians. And uh, one of the things I like about Galatians is that rather than like Ephesus or John, I mean, it's not written to one place, it's written to a region, like the churches in California. And so uh, this is a, an important word that helps the people of God to recognize that when Paul is writing his letters to the church, he's writing it for all of them. And that should inspire us because it means he's writing for us too. And in this uh, book of Galatians, what we really see there is uh, freedom not just from sin, but freedom for. And so we're going we're gonna to look at that theme and, and see what it speaks to us today. And our other texts seem, in my mind, to support it really well. So we're going to start in the Old Testament. <laughs> we're going to start in the Old Testament where, and we'll remember that in our, in our Bible reading, we've, we've read all the way through Deuteronomy, these, these long sermons of Moses, these five sermons of Moses that are preparing the people of Israel to enter into the promised land. And Joshua is going to lead them in. And God says to Joshua, be strong and courageous. Let's remember the circumstances here. There's a river that is in the way. On the other side of the river, there are fortified cities with armies ready to do battle against the people of Israel if they should figure out a way to get past the river. And God says, be strong and courageous. Now what he doesn't say is, because your soldiers are so well trained, they are ready to go. What he doesn't say is you have, you have arms that are just going to blow your enemies away. What he says is be strong and courageous because I am with you. Be strong and courageous not because of who you are, not because of your capabilities, not because of your assessment and creativity to wage war against an enemy, be strong and courageous because I am with you. In truth, Joshua really didn't know how this was going to work. And, and I'm just wondering, uh, do you know what the future holds for you? You know, uh, Pastor Judy mentioned how tough the last two years have been, and indeed, they've been tough. And I'll tell you, for me, one of the toughest parts is, when is this thing going to be over? I mean, we keep kind of hoping, right? I, like I said before, I'm, when we got shut down in March, I was thinking we'd be back for Easter, like three weeks later. Because they said it was going to be like a two-week shutdown. Remember that? In the very beginning, two weeks. It's like, yes. Back for Easter, we're okay. No. And I'll tell you, I was a little discouraged. I think it was the day before yesterday, I was reading in the news, and Fauci said, don't be surprised if another shutdown... No! The unknown of our future is scary. But God says to us, as he says to Joshua, be strong 
and courageous. For I am with you. And so we take courage in that promise of God. We find hope in that promise of God. Again, not because of our abilities, not because of our creativity, but because of the God we worship and serve. Now, my favorite verse is from Ephesians 3. I call my life verse Ephesians 3, 14 to 21. It's, it, it tells us that uh, now him who by the power at work within us is able to accomplish abundantly far more than all we can ask or imagine to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. That's the doxological ending of that prayer in verse, chapter 3, verses 20 and 21. And when I've read this, and I've been reading it for years, I thought to myself, hmm, if God by the power of the Spirit at work within you, is able to do it abundantly far more than you can ask or imagine, then dream big. Right? Because God can exceed what you dream. So dream big, and God will exceed even more. As opposed to, well, let me see. What do I think I can accomplish? I can't sing in front of people. That'd be embarrassing. What if I mess up? What if my voice breaks? What if I hit the wrong note? We, we often underestimate ourselves. And as we think about being called by God to serve him in the world, let's remember what he says. By the power of the Spirit at work within you, I can accomplish abundantly far more than you can ever ask or imagine. The future looks bright. Now, we don't, we don't know what the future holds. But we do know who holds the future. We know that God's got this. It may look scary to us. Amen? It may look really scary to us. But God's got this. Our hope, our confidence is in the one we worship it's not in ourselves or our ability to predict that future. It's our hope is in him. And all throughout the scripture, Old and New Testament, we're asked to remember that God has been faithful. We're, we're asked to look back and see how God has shown up over and over again. And I don't know about you, but I can certainly do that in my own life. Over and over again, I've experienced God showing up in powerful and very unexpected ways. And I fully anticipate he will do that for our tomorrow. And so we too can be bold and courageous. Our confidence is in him and what he will do in and through us. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Now, Marilyn decided, no, it's not true, Marilyn and I decided that we are going to adopt a puppy. We're going we're gonna to be getting that puppy like next Monday, a week from tomorrow. Eight weeks old. I've been watching some videos on puppy training, and they talk a little bit about freedom. And they suggest it's really not a good idea 
to give your puppy free reign to go wherever it wants, to do whatever it wants to do. Right? But especially we Americans have this idea that that freedom means being able to do whatever I want to do. And I don't I don't think that's what God is talking about. It's it's freedom from sin, but freedom for a purpose. God forgives us so that he can rekindle the relationship we have with him. God forgives us so he can now use us in the world to accomplish his purposes. The, the text goes on in Galatians and it says this, let's stop destroying each other. Good idea. Now, some of, how many of you under your breath said, duh? <laughs> how many of you have ever really wanted revenge? Let's stop destroying each other. Not freedom to put each other down. Not freedom to get back at one another. Freedom to let go. Freedom to trust God. Freedom to to leave vengeance, among many other things, in his hand. But we live in love and freedom. Joshua's purpose was to go into the promised land, to to help fulfill the promise that God made years and years before to Abraham. In Galatians, God is setting us free so that we can use our opportunity for freedom to serve and love one another. We have the power to bring joy and new life to one another. You know, uh, Caesar Milan, the dog whisperer, been watching a few of his puppy videos too. And you know, he does, he does this thing. He does this thing when the dog's not paying attention. I'm not sure I'm doing it right. Something like that. Right? Right? And he touches the dog to get the attention of the dog. Sometimes I need God to go, shh. <laughs> Don't just be wandering off in your own direction, but, but hear what I'm asking of you. The master, God, knows that we can do what he's asking of us. And, and what are we to do? serve and love one another in Christ's name. We, we, can, we can make a huge difference. I'm looking out to some kids. The kids, kids are amazing at this, right? I mean, a kid can walk up to someone they don't, don't even know and just kind of look up and smile, and that person's heart is just uplifted. Amen. If they do that to their grandparents, I mean, it's like stratospheric uplifted, right? But, but, but all of us have the ability to bring that joy to one another. Now, 
I have often uh, admitted that I often struggle in social settings when I don't have a task. Like, pastor's coming, he's going to lead us in prayer. Okay, then I'm good. I can do that. But, oh no, you're just coming and enjoy the party. Okay. And until a few years ago, uh, I, I learned something. I, I re- realized something. Uh, a friend of mine suggested to me. I realized that, that while no one else had a purpose for inviting me to that party, God did. That I was where I was for a purpose that God intended. And so now when I go into those social settings where I don't have a role, I know what my role is. My role is bless somebody. My role is look around the room and see if you can bless somebody by giving them a smile or lending them your ear or giving them a word of encouragement. I I know I'm there for a purpose and I'm just looking for what that purpose is because do you know what the hardest thing about the Christian life is when we're called to love and serve one another? Knowing God's will. Now I want to tell you something about my prayer life and, and what I have always encouraged those who will listen to me about prayer. I want you to pray as I do for everything you want, everything you desire, lift it up to God in prayer. That might be strength or comfort. It might be comfort in the sorrow of grief. It might be a new house. It might be a job. It might be a new car. It might even be a new puppy. But be careful what you pray for. <laughs> but, but then do, I encourage you to do what I do. And I want to know how many of you do this. When you're in your prayers, you pray, in Jesus' name, amen. How many of you in your prayers that way? Because for me, I want you to understand that what that means when I pray in Jesus' name, amen, is it means that I want the Lord to answer my prayer in the character of Jesus in the character of who he is and what he knows would best serve me. I don't want him to give me what I want. Holy mackerel, that could be bad. Instead, I want him to know what I want and give me what he knows would be best for me. By the way, I often struggle with the prayers of David who wants annihilation of his enemy. Oh my goodness. It's like, wow, wait, wait a minute. I don't want to copy that prayer. That sounds bad. But I can even pray that prayer in Jesus' name because I can trust in Jesus, my Savior, who gave his life for me to answer in his character, in his goodness. And sometimes he's going to say, Carl, for your own sake, no. Or Carl, I know you asked for this, but I'm going to give you this even better, more than you could ask or imagine. See, so when we pray in Jesus' name, we're we're putting it in in his good hands, the hands of the one who loved us so much he died for us. It's a good thing. Now, this last year, we've been uh, spending some time out in the patio area and trying to get it a little wider and a little nicer out there. I think we've done okay so far, right? I I love that area, But, but we do it. And we did it because we knew that this was a time we needed to be together. We knew that COVID had separated us. And we knew that a a part of the way God loves us and meets our needs is by bringing us together, allowing us to listen and love and care and support one another through the grief, through the struggle, and also to do the things that God wants us to do 
to follow through on the things we feel God is calling us to do. A part of the reading plan that we're asking you to read each day, we're hoping everybody's reading the same thing so that you can actually go, what do you think that meant? Did, did you read that in Deuteronomy? Oh my gosh. That was a hard word. What did you see there? And we can talk together as the community of faith. We can serve together as the community of faith. Now, I mean, I know that some of you don't drink coffee, but, you know, not everybody's a Lutheran. It's okay. <laughs> but let's just, let's love each other. Let's, let's spend some time together so that we can do this love of neighbor thing that we're freed for. Finding new ways each day to encourage and uplift and elevate not just ourselves, but our entire community. You are freed and blessed for a purpose, and a part of that purpose is to elevate the people around you by loving and caring for them. And oh, by the way, forgot this first service, uh, one of the things that that means is when you're hurting and when you're in need, you really have to admit it. Right? Vulnerability is a part of what lets people in to love you more fully. And so we have to kind of take a risk to experience other people's love more fully. So be bold and courageous to open yourself up to experience the love of this community of faith. I've talked to a number of people about uh, coming to St. Timothy's, and you know what a number of them said? Uh, they said, I stayed because I just felt welcomed. I, I, just, I, I was so encouraged that people talked to me and they listened to me, and they welcomed me. I felt like I was at home right from the beginning. I didn't even bother looking anywhere. I was church shopping. I didn't bother to look anywhere else because I felt loved here. That's, that's all of us. That's all of us doing that for one another. The joy of the Lord is our strength. As we begin to experience the goodness of God, as we trust in the goodness of God, that promise, that goodness of God will give us the strength to be bold and courageous. That recognition that God is not just with us, he's with us as one who loves us. That's where we can find the strength to reach out, find the strength to say hello to someone we don't know. Invite someone to have a cup of coffee, even if you don't know if they like you or not but just allowing us to build the community of faith to experience the goodness of God. In order for that to happen, we must be bold and courageous. We must recognize that we are freed for a purpose. The purpose to love and serve one another. To, to, to experience the promptings of the Holy Spirit and to boldly follow. And watch what God does because he is able to do abundantly more than you can ask or imagine. Brothers and sisters in Christ, let's be bold 
and courageous as we love and serve one another. Amen? Amen. Amen.